The following is a Network Newswire audio production. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, Network Newswire uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets, as well as other corporate communication tools, to introduce private and public companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Network Newswire's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview features a client of Network Newswire. Network Newswire may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you, and here today as your host is Stuart Smith. Welcome back, everybody, to another online business briefing. We're glad that you joined us here today as we speak with Red Fund Capital Corp. again today. We spoke with the company not too long ago, and I want you to go back to that interview and and listen to the basic building blocks for the company. And we'll go over that really quickly as well. But we want to talk to Maris Cott, the chairman and CEO, about what the company's been up to so far here in 2019, because it's really been exciting times for the company. Let me give out the ticker symbols to start off, Red Fund Capital Corp trades on the Canadian Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol LOAN, that's L-O-A-N, on the Frankfurt 03X4, here in the States, P-N-N-R-F. Let's welcome to the show the chairman and CEO of the company, Maris Cott. Maris, how are you today? I'm super. Thank you for taking time to call in, and I hate to ask you to do this again, but we've probably got some new listeners in here, so if we could, let's get a recap on the business model for the company, and then we'll jump right into 2019. No problem. Basically, we're the first debt facility merchant bank. Basically, what we do is we extend financing through a promissory note. Our promissory note's outstanding right now all two years. In the old days, we'd call it the bridge financing model. We help companies get to the next stage, whether it's financing they need to go public before, you know, before their IPO, or whether it's financing they need to organically grow for, for an acquisition. We're the stepping stone for most of the companies. Excellent. And listeners, if you look at the newswire for this company, you can kind of follow how this flow works for the companies that they're introduced to and also what they like in a company because there's a real good flow to the news. There's been a lot of news, Maris, out here in 2019. So the company's been very productive on several fronts. As the CEO, can you point to achievements that stand out to you so far in 2019? You know, I like to look at a uh, company in small cap. I, I use a strange metaphor. I compare it to dog ears. So basically, in the first six months, I look at it in a small cap world as the first three and a half years, and I think we've hit some major milestones. We funded a little more than six companies. When I say a little more, some of them are in transition through their promissory notes and their funding. We've put our footprint down in Colombia. Um, funding one of the largest co- private companies there. We're, we're hopeful that they get to the public markets th- this quarter or looking at this quarter, probably next quarter. Um, they are, you know, they also have a grow in uh, Colorado. They're one of the first Colombian companies to actually have properties outside of Colombia as well. We're looking at an amazing company in Mary's Tea, which is the sweetheart of the Canadian industry. She came from the gray market. She was featured on Canada's Dragon's Den. Right now she's aligning with a few Canadian LPs waiting for edibles 
to be mainstream and licensed in Canada. Virginia is definitely a rocket in the front of the in front of the edible pack. You know, we're involved with an with a company who's got an amazing footprint in hemp. I liken them to be the Canadian Charlotte's Web. When I think about um, Kanaki, who we just signed uh, about 10 days ago, he's based in um, Vegas and California, amazing gentleman, very big on the um, SKU side, over 20 different SKUs, flat water, uh, I like to call it um, tonic water, other people call it the sparkling group, all different flavors, he's also added pet water. I think from the branding perspective, we really have our hands in a lot of different places where a lot of companies have looked away from because they're companies that already have revenues. From the point of view of Red Fund, very exciting. Every month, our interest comes in, so every month our um, cash flow from our interest payments pay our GNA, which is something that is unheard of in this industry. As far as Looking at different companies, we're looking at a large footprint into Australia, New Zealand. We have a few Israeli companies. We're going global, and I think that's the exciting part about Red Fund is we aren't just in one jurisdiction. Yeah, international growth seems to be important, but not only that, being first to market in some areas, and one of the strategic alliances jumped off the page to me, and that's with the Cannabis Mercantile Exchange. It sounds exciting. I love your quote saying that this is a game changer, investing in working cannabis auction platform. Uh, so let's talk a little bit and explain to the listeners why this strategic alliance is so appealing to you with Cannamercs, and that's short for Cannabis Mercantile Exchange. You know, um, what's really exciting to me is when a company bootstraps themselves and gets into revenues by themselves without outside investors. Sergey D. Dewald and uh, Michelle have done just that. Right now they're showcasing an ICBC in Berlin. It is the first um, live auction platform. A lot of people are out there with wonderful business plans. I must say they're they're all fabulous technology plans, but no one has really, has really footprinted immediately into the live auction. When I look on my computer this morning, because I always like to see the way each one of our companies, what their news is on a daily basis, when we started with Canamerks, and it's C-A-N-N-A-M-E-R-X.com, when we started with Canamerks, they had 51 clients, um, and I think as of this morning, they may be nearing 70. I could be wrong. What they've also done is they have added the hemp platform. They're the first company to ever have a live auction for hemp. Oh, look at that. They're at 65 this morning, almost there. You know, um, they have most of the Canadian LPs on their platform. They've added some um, American-licensed hemp LPs, you know, uh, I say LPs, that's a Canadian expression, but producers licensed under the government um, regulations. And what it is is people can buy and trade um, biomass, oil. They even have trims. So for small companies that are, in the tr- that are in the CBD industry in the United States, they can actually buy trim that they can use for their products so they don't have to buy a big, a big shipment of biomass. Very exciting. They're lo- they're. They're adding, um, uploading 
European clients, Colombian clients, they're looking, I'm sure they're looking to upload um, Canadian, um, take that back, German pharma companies now that they're in Germany today. It is, you know, it's the eBay, it's the first eBay of the industry. There, I'm sure there'll be others, just like in coffee, there are other exchanges. Being the first and being the first live and being the first successful is, for me, it's very, very, it's a trailblazer. It's, I, I like to jump on the ship when I know it's going in the right direction. These three men have organically grown, and we're jumping on right when they need the next little boost. Exciting. Well, that's what I was looking for. What is making it so compelling and appealing to you? And you did a great job articulating that for our listeners. So as we look at the remainder of 2019, Maris, as the leadership for your company, what do you see as some of your goals? You know, I being a public company, you don't like to say a lot that people will then quote you, but I said it from the beginning. 2019 is our big year. We'd like to raise $70 million. We'd like to have 20 projects under our portfolio, in our portfolio, under our arms. Um, some of those projects may be the ones we have now that actually become, a, become target acquisitions for other companies or roll out in their own public markets, so we'll keep those in the 20. So we've got about 14 left to go. I don't think that's going to be a hard strategy. The $70 million may be difficult. There's a lot of um, consolidations in the market. What's, what's puzzling to me and what's going to be the biggest uh, detour or our biggest obstacles is in the capital markets right now, people are funding companies that have less revenues as a whole for some of our startups that we're working with. So that fundamental difference is probably the only roadblock I see ahead of us. It's convincing the marketplace that these small companies do have revenues in excess of 2 to $4 million when some of the large footprints in the public markets who have valuations in the hundreds of millions have less revenues than them. It, it, I think it will all even out. I think we're going more mainstream, and I think fundamentals are really going to make a difference. But I'm looking at the $70 million raise target from, for ourselves and the $20 million uh, projects under our portfolio. Well, listeners, you can learn more about this company at their website. Very simple, redfundcapital.com. Red Fund Capital Corp. Once again, Corp. Excuse me. Once again, traded on the Canadian Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol Loan on the Frankfurt 03X4 here in the states on the OTCPNNRF. Maris, you're an incredibly busy person, so we really do appreciate your time here today. We look forward to great things from your company and your portfolio companies here in 2019. Thanks for your time. Thank you. All right. For Maris Cott, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. This audio interview is an original broadcast provided by Network Newswire, a multifaceted financial news and publishing company delivering a new generation of corporate communication solutions, including news aggregation and syndication, social communication, and enhanced news release services. Network Newswire may receive payments for corporate communications relations, as well as various press releases and social media solutions provided to its clients. You should assume that officers and directors of Network Newswire or financial analysts mentioned hold a position in and may intend to trade these securities for their own accounts. 
This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be nor should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, an investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by Network Newswire does not purport to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used in statements of fact have been obtained from the featured company and other sources, but not verified nor guaranteed by Network Newswire as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at networknewswire.com.